Thank you for joining us. You are listening to a ministry of Crossview Church with Pastor Kevin Hardcastle. Um, We're in the middle of this series called Come to Worship, all based on what we just uh, heard in that opening video was uh, that their wise men saw a star and they they said, we have come that we might worship uh, the one, the, the new king who has been born. Uh, and that's really what this whole series is about. Last week, uh, we talk, we're talking about different ways to worship and what is worship. I didn't know if I really covered that. What is worship? R- worship is when we show reverence and respect to a deity or to someone of authority. Worship, you can worship a lot of things. You can worship your TV, you can worship a singer, you can worship your phone, you can worship your spouse. And all the spouses say, yeah, that's right, that's right. Listen up now. Um, Lots of different things that we put in the area of worship, uh, but nothing is greater than worship to God, to a higher power. And so this series is all about different ways that we worship God, different, what I would call postures of worship. Last week, I started talking with you about the, the posture of kneeling. And that kneeling can be physically kneeling, but it was more about surrendering, surrendering our lives to God, kneeling before him in our hearts to know that God is on the throne and we're here to worship him in reverence and respect. And so that was last week. Uh, Today, we're going to talk, we're going to kind of go down a different road. Uh, We're going to talk about this thing where I'm going to talk about pour out your hearts in worship to God. When the wise men came, they came to a two-year-old toddler, and they came to worship, and they did bow, but they poured out their hearts, and they showed this love and admiration for this little child that they believed was going to be the king of Israel in the future. And so many of you have a reason to worship God. How many guys have a reason to be worshipful to God? Raise your hands if you have a reason to worship God. Yeah, if you don't have your hand up, uh, you're in the minority, or you haven't thought about it enough. Um, because we worship God or we pour our hearts to God because why? First off, maybe we're just thankful. We're grateful for what God has done. Maybe grateful because you maybe got a diagnosis and then a miracle happened and it changed everything. Maybe there was a relationship that was on the downward spirals and it was crumbling apart and all of a sudden God stepped in and did a miracle and healed you and you're grateful and you're thankful for what God did. Uh, Maybe it's a matter that you've come through hardships, you come through trials, and here you stand today stronger than you ever have been before, and you give thanks to God and worship because he is with you. But there are others here today that sometimes our hearts are clogged up and we can't necessarily worship. Maybe it's because we got the doctor's report. We got the phone call to come in. Maybe it's because our kids have taken down and gone down paths that have been destructive and devastating, and you as a parent is watching it, and you're devastated. It's hard for you to pour out your heart to worship because because there's this this loss in your life. Maybe it's a financial struggle today, uh, especially during this time of season. It seems like we we charge more than we're able to pay off and we wind up getting ourselves into debt. We make commitments that we aren't able to do. And so it's hard maybe to worship, uh, to pour out our hearts to God today. So today's goal 
is to help us try to shift our minds to get to a place where we come to worship God and we can pour out our hearts to who he is. Read with me, open your Bibles to Psalm 142, verse 2, uh, ver, uh, uh, Psalm 142, verse 2, and verse 5. Um, I'm going to read a couple different portions of Scripture here today, uh, just to kind of give you a context about what's going on in the life of David and what's going, what he's saying to us. So here's what it says. Psalm 142, verse 2, it says, I pour out before the Lord my complaint. Wow, okay. Before him I tell my, say it with me, I tell my I cry to you, Lord. I say what? What do we say? You are my refuge, my portion in the land of the living. I pour out my complaint before the Lord. Now, don't leave her today and say, listen, the Bible says complaining is okay. So I got, I got dibs. I can complain all the way. That's not... We're going to see today what this specifically means and what's going on. So we see here, he says, it's okay for us to pour out our complaints before the Lord, to tell him about our trouble, because why? He is our refuge. He is our help in the times that we need him. Go to Psalm 62, verse 8. Psalm 62, verse 8. Trust in the Lord at all times, you people, and say it with me, pour for God is, I feel like nobody is with me today, guys. What is going on? You're just sitting there. Come on, I'm working up here. Help me out. Say it again. Trust in the Lord at all times, you people. Pour out your hearts to him, for God is our All right, that was better. That was better. Give me just a little bit. Guys, help me out here. You know, I appreciate it. Um, refuge, that word refuge. Uh, in the Bible, whenever it's spoken about, in the times that this is written, there are, we would call them today, but not necessarily exactly, they'd be, they'd be known as sanctuary cities. They were called refuge cities, cities of refuge. And what these cities of refuge were, there were places where if you did something and you had a mob after you, uh, you could run to this city of refuge and you couldn't be touched until you had a proper trial. There were six of these cities in Israel and people that needed to run to them in time of need, they would find solitude. And then when they faced their trial, they would then get their, uh, whatever it is, their sentence that they had. But they had these cities of refuge. And so what this is saying is saying, when you have hard times, when you have conflict, when you have uh, tragedy strike you, run to the refuge, and the refuge we find is in, not in a place, it's in who? It's in, in God. We run to the place that we find this refuge in God. Um, as a kid, I had places I ran to in times of refuge, in times of scare, like when I did something stupid and dad was coming at me with the belt. I heard, Pop, 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 pop. That was the belt coming out of the loops. Anybody remember that familiar sound? It's going to be a handful of people because we don't hear it anymore. We need to hear a little bit more probably. But you remember that, man? I remember that. My dad would cling, 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 cling. Pop, 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 pop. I'm like, oh, go boy, it's coming. Get, get going, Kevin. Get your little chubby legs moving because it's coming. It's coming at you. And I would run to refuge. Refuge was my bedroom. Uh, refuge might have been my closet. 
Uh, it might have been under my bed. And it's interesting that my refuge, when my dad was coming at me, it was like my closet or my bed. But at night, I didn't want to go to those places because the monsters were in the closets and the bed. Isn't that craziness, right? You remember, you remember as a kid, if you, had a, if you had a gap underneath your bed and you had to go to the bathroom, man, you held that thing all night long. Or you made a stinking leap out of that bed, right? Because he might cut your Achilles and, and you go down, you know I mean? And then when you went back, it was like, from the door all the way in, you're flying, man. I never thought I could move so good until I hit that bed, and it was great. But uh, refuge, we always have these refuges. Uh, maybe it's a blankie. Anybody have a, maybe a favorite stuffed animal or something you kind of clinged on to? You know, we all have these things. Think, does everybody have something that maybe as a kid, that was kind of your refuge thing, kind of your security thing? Raise your hand if you have it. Hey, raise your hand if you have it. Okay. We all have these things, right? Um, that kind of come in when, as we grow up. Maybe it's, maybe it's your, your refuges. You get to go home to your parents' house, or, or maybe it's your home in general. Uh, maybe it's a, uh, maybe you have a friend that maybe you have find a comfort in that particular home or whatever it is. But even as we grow up, we find people to be a refuge. We find individuals to be a refuge. Like uh, maybe our refuge is our spouse, or maybe a refuge could be our. We find the safety or security in our kids, or maybe it's the safety security in uh, our parents. Whatever it is, we all have this place. We we can we can understand whenever it says uh, that God is our refuge. God is a safe place. God is that place that we can go to and find comfort. Uh, growing up when I was a kid, and we're just speaking of what happened this past week, uh, we, I, we, I lived in St. Uh, O'Fallon, Missouri, and there was lots of tornadoes that came through there. Uh, I don't know if you've ever been through a tornado. I've been through several of them as a, as a young man, and uh, several that would come down through the St. Louis area, nothing like Oklahoma, nothing like that, but um, tornadoes, or uh, Gabby Crank says tornadoes, the tornadoes are coming. Don't know if it's a tomato or a tornado. We don't really know, but it's coming. Get ready for um, it. And so, you know, whenever we would have that, we had the basement, and you would get to the basement. Um, you would find a, a, pl- a safe place to kind of hunker down until the storm passed over. And that's exactly what this scripture is saying, what these verses are saying. Hey, when you go through hard times and when you face tragedy and when you face loss and when you face um, hurts in life or bad news comes your way, you're to run to the safety, to the refuge of God because God is our refuge. We call on him. We pour out our hearts before him. Why? Because he is a safe place. He's a place of comfort. He's a place of strength. When we come to God, when we pour out our hearts to God, we find the security to find rest and stillness for our very troubled souls. A father, I am, and of two kids, and uh, as they're growing up, um, when they were young and they were in need, I took it as, well, they're young, they're in need, then that's just where they're at. But as they become more independent adults and as they kind of start to do things more on their own, nothing touches my heart more than when my kids need me. Than when my kids make a phone call and they say, hey, can I get some advice about this? Nothing means more to me than whenever they need some guidance about how to do money or how to navigate a challenge in life. That's, that's one of the greatest honors that I get as a father is to be a part of their world and to help them in the best way I can. I have to be 
so much, there's so much inside of me that I get so much joy from being needed by my kids. Parents, are you like that? Any parents, grown parents out there? Raise your hand. You like that? Yeah. We, we all have that inside of us. Well, imagine if that is for us, what does our Heavenly Father feel like when we call on Him, when we need Him? There is something that he, he longs for us to come to Him and to cry out for help whenever we're in times of need. And that's what pouring out our hearts in worship is all about. So I want to give you two thoughts today, guys, two thoughts that I want you to take, it with you, take away with you today, two thoughts that will kind of bring us through this pouring out our hearts in worship to God. The first one is this. When we pour out our hearts to God, how do we pour out our hearts to God? We can pour out our hearts to God because, write this down, we remember God's faithfulness in the past. If you're new, a new Christ follower, if this is new for you, uh, as you journey along and as you discover God's faithfulness, you will have a history of seeing God show up and do miraculous, powerful things, even though in the moment you may not know it, as you forward, as you fast forward and you look back, you'll see the hand of God in your life. And all the older, more mature Christians say amen, amen. right? Uh, for those that you've journeyed for God for any length of time, you know that you can look back and you say, yep, right there. Yep, uh-huh, right there. Oh, right there? Oh, man, no way I would have made it. But somehow I remember God was faithful. God saw me. God met me. God took care of my needs, even though it was huge. I don't know how God did it, but I remember God's faithfulness. Now, Psalm 42 kind of summarizes some of these thoughts. Now, we don't really know who wrote Psalm 42. We're not exactly sure. We believe it was David. Um, we actually believe it was David when his son Absalom actually rebelled against him, and his son rejected him and left him. Um, we kind of see that that could be the correlation here. Um, and because David definitely in these verses, if it, David wrote it, he feels rejected by God, he feels rejected by his son, and he feels rejected by his family. Here's what it says. Oh, look in your Bibles here. Psalm 42, verse 3 and 4. It says, my tears have been my food day and night while people say to me all, all day long, where is your God? Just pause for a moment. How many times have I felt like in life, where are you, God? How many tragedies, how many heartbreaks, how many hurts and pains have I felt, God, you're nowhere to be found. Where are you? And this writer says, after he says, where are you, God? He says, okay, okay, shake it off. These things I remember as I pour out my soul, how I used to go to the house of God under the protection of the mighty one with shouts of joy and praise among the festive throng. He's saying, okay, where are you, God? No, no, shake it off, Kevin, shake it off. You have to remember that God is good. And you have to remember that he 
to those who are called according to his purpose, he works all things out for the good of me because I'm called by his purpose. I had to shake it off. And so he gets kind of in a funk. He's kind of down. He's kind of discouraged. He got the phone call. You have six months to live. He got the papers delivered. Your spouse is leaving you. He got the credit card bill in the mail after Christmas. Oh me, oh my, how am I gonna make it? He got, he, he, he got the, uh, the kids were sent home from school and suspended because of bad behavior. Or you found out and discovered your kids were on drugs. He got the call and he said, God, where are you? What's going on here? Why am I at this place? And then he shifts his mind. He says, no, 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 shake it off. Listen, I remember how good my God is and my God will bring me through no matter what I face. I remember how good he really is. Here's another one. Psalm 42, verse 3, 5 says, why my soul? Why my soul are you downcast? Why are you so disturbed within me? What is going on? Why are you so discouraged? Put your hope in God, and I will yet praise him, my Savior and my God. Listen, shake it off. Stop, stop whining, stop complaining. Shake it off, cry out to him, and then get up and realize how big God really is. Sometimes I have to preach to myself. You know what I'm saying? I have to have church with Kevin, attendance one, right? You all get the joy and the blessing of hearing me preach to you. I hear myself only, and it's, it's annoying. I have to, there are times in my life, just like you, I get discouraged. There's times in my life I feel like a failure. There's times in my life I have missed it. I have missed the mark. There's times in my life I don't feel worried. There's times in life that I feel discouraged, just like every one of you, and I pour out my heart to God and I cry and I cry and I cry before him. And then there comes a point where I'd say, okay, Kevin, shake it off. Take hope and joy. Remember how faithful God has been and remind yourself that God has been here time and time again and he will bring you through over and over and over and over again. We pour out our souls to God. We pour out our hearts to God. We cry out to God in desperate in desperate places. We say, God, here I am. I don't know where I'm going, but I, here I am. And I trust you that, God, you're gonna bring me through. Jeremiah in Lamentations 3, if you're ever going through a depressing, dark time, don't read Lamentations, okay? Just kind of a sad book. Jeremiah was sad, discouraged, went through lots of troubles, and, and he found this place where he had to come to, God brought him to, to shake him to the very core of where he's at. And let me just say something to you guys. God's big enough. God's big enough to handle your complaints. God is big enough to handle your anger and at times your frustration. We're like, oh, that's disrespect. No, no, no. My God is big enough. God and I have had some very passionate arguments. He's won every time, but I keep trying. I'm gonna keep trying. We've had these times where I said, God, I don't like it. I disagree with it. I don't know why that's happening. I don't know what's going on. But God, I, I've got to trust you. 
I have to remember that you've been faithful in the past. You'll be faithful in the future. And in Lamentations, here's what Jeremiah says. Jeremiah says, I remember, I remember my affliction and my wandering and the bitterness and the gall. That's the struggles that he's going through. For 20 verses, he went on and on. And he says, I well remember them and my soul is downcast within me. But what, what does he say? Say it with me. Say that word. Say it. Yet this I call to my mind, and therefore I have what? Oh, it's bad. Life's bad. News is bad. Discouraged and downcast. But guess what? Yet I call to my mind, then remember what God did, and I have hope that God is bigger. Here's what it goes on to say. Because the Lord's great love we are not consumed for his compassion, say it with me, his compassions, they are what? They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. Mm. If anybody had a reason to complain, it was Jeremiah. But Jeremiah said, yet I call to mind your goodness and because of your great love, I have hope. And because of your great love, I can get up. I pull myself up by the bootstraps and I say, I'm going to carry on. I'm going to continue to seek him out. Think back in your personal life. Think back on this. Think back of his faithfulness. That one day you were a sinner away from God. You were in direct rebellion against his law. You had no hope for the future. Your eternity, your destination, your future was a place, a very real place that no one believes is real, but it is very real. It's a place called hell. And all of us were on the journey and on the path for that place. But yet then God, through his miraculous mercy, showed us his great love and showed us his forgiveness, and we came, we bowed a knee, and we were forever changed, and immediately our lives that were destined for a destruction now turned out to be destined for a beautiful future that was only in God and God alone. Great is his faithfulness. Some of you today, you need a healing in your in a relationship, you didn't know how it was gonna happen and God did the impossible. Great is his faithfulness. Others of you today, you, you, uh, you got that phone call from the doctor and said it's not good and you believed and you watched God do a miracle. Right, Dave? Great. You don't know Dave? Dave, yeah, Dave's here. <laughs> miracle. Why? Great is his faithfulness. Nothing can thwart the power of who God is. Some of you come to church this morning, you didn't want to come. You came here begrudgingly. You came here, uh, go to church. I can sit at home and sleep. We got all this online churches. I don't need to step out of my door. But you came and you sat and now God's saying something to you. Great is God's faithfulness. God says to you today, you're here because God wants you to hear something, and that is he brought you here to pour out your heart and worship to him. Personally, for me, 12 years old, 
rebellious, hardened towards God, living as I wanted to live, 12 years old, went to a church service, message went forth. I felt convicted of who I was and my sin, and God, I, they had this altar where it's just come down to the front, and they had people come to the front. I went to the front, and I remembered age 12, not just being forgiven my sin, but feeling the call of God upon my life to be a pastor, and I felt God did amazing changes in my life, and I would love to tell you from that day on, I was an angel. That'd be a great story, but that's not a true story. I went through teenage, pubescent years. If you guys know what that means, help us, Lord. Jesus. And I saw lots of challenges, but I never once gave up. And God was faithful, even through, though I was faithless, even though I took out other paths and other journeys, God always showed up and proved his faithfulness to me. And I remember his faithfulness. I remember when, my, when I was a, a young teenage boy, and my dad losing his job, the sole provider of our home. My mom worked on a part-time level. And I remember uh, they really didn't talk about the money, but you knew it had to be something. It was very devastating, a very ugly loss of a job. And uh, i never forget uh, going through that season. And uh, in my room, I was right above my parents. And I could hear my dad, whenever bill collectors come, I could hear him giving them the what for about bill collecting. You know what I'm saying? He like told them what. And I remember, though, following that call, I remember my dad crying out through the air ducts to a God that was able to do the impossible. And I remember we never went without food. We never went without clothes. We never lost our house because great is his faithfulness. I remember when my mom was diagnosed with breast cancer and it rocked through our family 30 years ago. And I remember us being fearful of losing our mother going through the treatments, and I look back, and you don't even see it because it happens so slowly, but I saw God be faithful. Never, never did she have to get any other surgeries. She just went through treatments, and God brought her through. Because why? Great is his faithfulness. And all of you have stories of yourselves, and all of you have stories of your own. All of you have a story and a testament that you've come from where you can look back and you see that God was faithful. And when we pour out our hearts to him, we're saying, God, thank you. I trust you because I know that you can bring us through no matter how hard life gets, no matter how great the struggle may be. God is faithful. God is faithful. I take refuge in my God because guess what? Michelle will let me down. My kids will let me down. My job will let me down. My Friends here will let me down, but God never will let me down, for he is faithful and he is great. So what are we going to do? Number one, we're going to remember the faithfulness of God. The second thing is this. We're going to trust him and his power for our future. We're going to trust him to guide and direct us and to give us what we need for our future. Uh, Some of you today, you're at a point in life where It's hard to understand what's going on. Some of you, you don't understand why you're in the the situation you're in. You don't understand why it hurts so bad. You don't understand why the pain is so great. Here's what the Psalm says, Psalm 102. Follow along with me because these are powerful words. 
It says, hear my prayer, Lord. Let my cry for help come to you. It says, do not hide your face from me when I am distressed. Turn your ear to me when I call. Answer me quickly. Oh, how I pray at times. Answer me quickly, but he sometimes doesn't. Sometimes he just doesn't do it. It says, in my distress, I groan aloud and am reduced to skin and bones. I lie awake. I have become like, like a, a bird alone on a roof. All day long, my enemies taunt me. But you, O oh Lord, can you say that with me? But you, O oh Lord, say it better. But you, O oh Lord, again, shifting his thoughts. But you, O oh Lord, sit enthroned forever. You, your renown endures through all generations. He will not despise, I'm sorry, he will not, he will respond to the prayer of the destitute and he will not despise their plea. That's saying, listen, it's okay to pour out your heart to God in the greatest trials of your life. It's okay when you have loss. It's okay when you go through discouragement. It's okay to pour out your hearts to God because there's three key words. Write these down in your notes. Three key words. Three words. This says works, but it's words. Three words that change our perspective and set us up for our future. The three words are, but you, God, but you, God, I lost my job, but you, God, have me in your hands. My kids are on drugs, but you, God, I've prayed over them and I've loved them and I've cared for them and you have them. My marriage is going through hard times and I don't know where it's gonna end, but you, God, want the best for me and my family. Doctor says, I'm sick. Doctor says, don't know how you're gonna come out, but you, God, have got me in your hands and I have to trust you. You've been faithful in the past. You'll be faithful in the future. You've walked with me through the past. I believe that God, no matter what, I'm gonna trust you as I walk into the future. I'm gonna believe, God, that you can do the impossible. From the depths of your soul, from the pain you cry out, from, from a point of pushing past the emotions and trusting that if he's been faithful then, he'll be faithful now and into the future. Now let me just get real. This is hard. It's hard to believe, but you, God. Sounds good. But it's hard when we're talking reality. Some of you go through this Christmas season and you're without a loved one that you had last year. It's hard because some of you financially have lost so much. It's hard to, to remember these three words that say, but you, God, but you can do the impossible. When you're in the middle of the pain, you're in the middle of the struggle, you're in the middle of the, the devastation, it's hard to see what God is doing. It's hard, just being real. It is very hard. 
comes close to the brokenhearted. He meets you at the point of your surrender. He loves you through the loss and through the pain that you're going through. Get a call this past week. cancer is back and I have to get on my knees and I have to preach to Kevin and I have to say what this says you've been faithful in the past God I believe you'll be faithful in the future and God I know no matter what I know my mom she's a she's a resilient loves God with all her heart and she's going she's gonna to believe and she's going to have faith in God like no other because she knows who her source is and she knows even as I talked with her this past week and prayed with her she said but God's big enough he's got me remember if he's been faithful in the past he'll be faithful hurting here today we're going to take a time we're just going to pour out our hearts to God we're just going to I just want to take the next few moments of time if you if you are hurting today I'm not going to have you come forward I'm not going to have you I just want you right there where you're at when we get ready to do this song in just a little bit just stand and just know that God sees you God knows your hurts God knows your loss he knows where you've been and more importantly He's a faithful God to see you through. Bow your heads with me today. Father, Lord, would you just fill this room with your comfort and joy, even in the middle of pain. For God, we all struggle. We all have life pressing in we've had loss we've had tragedy we've had diagnosis we've had bad news come our way God all of us have a universal place of pain but you God But you, God, do the impossible. But you, God, when we struggle, when we fearful, God, and when we face tragedy, when we face heartbreak, but you, God, you are our strength. Great is your faithfulness. When I wake up in the morning, I see that, God, you are faithful. And I will trust you, God, that you will bring me through this like you have in the past. And because you've been faithful in the past, I remember that I can trust you, God, with my future. So I say, I come and I worship you, God. And I say, Lord, I believe, I believe that you are faithful. And I will let my faith meet and rise up inside of me and trust you, God. Lord, let our faith arise. Stir our hearts to trust you as our refuge. <laughs> You're our safe place. 
You're the place we run to when times are hard. You're our refuge, our shelter, our safe place, God. And there we run and we trust you, God, to be our strength. So, Lord, do what only you can do in our lives today. Be still. There is a healer. His love is deeper than the sea. His mercy, it is unfailing. His arms are fortress for the weak. Let faith arise. Let faith arise. I lift my hands to believe again. You are my refuge, you are my strength. As I pour out my heart, these things I remember. You are faithful, God, forever. You are faithful, God. Be still, there 
hands all across this place today. If you're here and you just need faith to arise inside of you, maybe you've been through some real heartache and tragedy and just want to pour out your heart to God. He hears you. He already knows what you're going through. He sees that pain. He sees that loss. He sees that tragedy. And he's here to love you. He's here to encourage you. Great is his faithfulness. Great is his place. He is always with you. He is there right now beside you. Lift your hands all across this place. Father God, help us today. Help us today to put our, pour out our hearts towards you. Pour out our hearts in worship towards you. God, we struggle, we go through hardships, we face tragedy, face hearts uh, lost, God. Whatever it may be, we lift up our hands and we pour out our hearts in faith to you that, God, you've been faithful in the past. You'll be faithful in the future. No matter what we've been through in the past, you've walked with us. You've comforted us. You've strengthened us. You've healed us. You've loved us with an everlasting love. Because of that, because of how faithful you've been there, God, where I'm at today and where we're going tomorrow, we can trust you. Trust you, God. Lift your hands. I lift my hands to believe. Come on, sing with me. You are my refuge, you are my strength. As I pour out my heart, these things I remember. You are faithful, God, forever. Let faith arise, let faith arise, and open my listening to a ministry of Crossview Church in Keokuk, Iowa with Pastor Kevin Hardcastle. For more information about service times and activities, visit our website, crossviewkeokuk.com.